0: what's up guys it's your girl Adio Adney back at it again with another episode of well this is awkward make sure to like comment subscribe and share this episode with all your family your friends anybody who has access to apple's podcast spotify and soundcloud and yes we are now on apple podcast so make sure you go subscribe on that platform so on today's episode we have yet another person making big big moves in the music and film industry so stay tuned because you do not want to miss this hope you guys enjoy Addy, Addy, Addy. I am pleased to have on this week's episode with me, Mr. Ayo Shania. Mr. Shania is one of the most significant figures in contributing to the world of Afrobeat. Mr. Shania is a film producer, lawyer, and was also a music talent agent who managed artists from Nigerian pop star, Dbanj, to music producer, Don Jazzy, to global music star, Akon. Mr. Shania has worked on an array of films in his lifetime and is currently working on an Afrobeat documentary set to release soon that will discuss later in the interview. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you all Mr. Ayo Shania. Mr. Shania, how are you doing today? Hi, Adeola. I'm fine. I'm doing
1: good. It's a little chilly in London, but, you know, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, over here in the U.S., it's kind of cold as well, but, you know, making sure everyone stays warm in this cold weather. But thank you for um, still coming today and talking to us a little bit about what we're going to get into in this interview. So um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is where did your passion for music and entertainment stem from? You have a plethora of experience and background working with a variety of artists and having career directing and shooting film, to even going to school and training as a lawyer. How did the experiences in the music in your life back then influence you to do the things that you have accomplished and are still accomplishing today?
1: Well. I mean, in terms of passion, I've always had passion for music since I was like young, since I was like uh, probably three or four. There's always been music around the house. Uh, I was born in England and Mm -hmm. I moved to Nigeria when I was young, uh, almost four years old. And, you know, there's always been music around the house in Nigeria, but most importantly, Fela. Mm -hmm. Fela's music was not only around when, when I was growing up in Nigeria, I I had the privilege to be close to Fella when I was as young as four, five, six up until up until I was like ten or eleven. Wow. So it was like I was seeing fella almost every day including school nights (laughs) because we lived in suleri and he was actually dating one of my uh cousins Mm. who uh, my my older cousins who was you know who was intended to be one of the 27 wives (laughs) so you know we we you know we grew up in the musical house not Mm. only fella i mean king sonny Ade, Ebenezer Obey,
0: of course foreign music as well
1: from 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 you know elvis presley to 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 james brown but most importantly fella because i i not only heard his music on the radio on records i saw him and i got to know him i got close to him mm-hmm. so that was where the passion for music came from before i actually you know got into the music business mm-hmm.
0: wow um i think that's really cool to listen to you kind of talk about your experience growing up with fella cuz i know like now today fella he is kind of living through Burna Boy, you know. Um, Burna Boy yes. t- for the new generation is um, fella for who you back then, and so um, I kind of wanted to. Segue from the music and kind of talk about even movies um nowadays you have movies dropping albums along with films such as the lion king with the gift album um black panther with the black panther album and you kind of talked about how music has been there for you all the time and um growing up has always just been an influence and you're also in the film industry so i wanted to talk about the intersection between the two and how um music affects film and how film affects music and how it kind of leaves the viewer well, or the listener with an experience or feeling like no other. Can you just kind of elaborate on the intersection between music and film?
1: Well, traditionally music has always been in film, mm-hmm. but film has not always been in music right. up until like when, when they started making music videos and trying to put some kind of, uh, uh audio visual, you know, combination. But really, from film, like I, I can I can track back to when when I was growing up in in Nigeria, uh, the films that we used to watch had a lot of music in it. Not only as soundtrack, but we used to do music. You know, music used to be part of the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not only just as the score or the soundtrack. So for me, I've always had that connection between film and music right through my my formative years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was only when you know like in the 70s that we started you know seeing the music that we listen to like Mm -hmm. we'll buy an album and then we'll watch you know the performance on tv and it'll be like a visual you know visual representation of the music Mm -hmm. but on the on the flip side music uh, music has always been part of film no going back to this uh, fella i I was also around fella when he was actually shooting a film Mm -hmm. did you know fella actually made a film called the black president mm-hmm. so the black president was about fella's life but it was kind of like you know it, it involved some colonial issues you know fella was very very up on you know black power mm-hmm. colonialism, and stuff like that right. so i i i i, I happen to be around when fella was shooting the film uh the black president because he had a lot of music in it unfortunately the music the soundtrack of the film got burnt in the house when the soldiers burnt its house down mm-hmm. so for me I've always been interested in film more than music I've always been a visual person mm-hmm. so that's why I went to film school I went to film school before I went to law school mm-hmm. and it's, it's it, you know it, it was while I was doing a documentary on another musician that got me into management with that musician and then I started my journey into music so for me film begat music for me Mm. So, when you're talking about the combination of film and TV that's happening now, there's no surprise. It's always been, it's always been, not hand in hand, but they've always been kind of like, uh, you know, very close. Yeah. In, uh, like a parallel joke. Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Yes, I think that's definitely interesting to know that even Fella had, um, you know, experience in film and how film oh, yes. was kind of your first... Oh, yes. um, your first love but it is very true when i think about music i think about music conveying emotions that film shows to the eye um f- uh, music is kind of like then when you add and then when you add both of them together mm-hmm. it's like heighten it creates emotion. it heightened like yes. um all your senses you really all your senses are activated um exactly to what all you're your seeing senses, and what you're hearing your, your
1: hearing your visual yeah your, yeah exactly Exactly. And it just
0: leaves a, a, a feeling like no other. And I think that's why people, even music videos nowadays, when you see a music video, music video is kind of the story for the film um, or the story for the music.
1: Some people, some people actually prefer, like nowadays, before it used to be people released the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the record mm. and then later you now see the video. Now mm. video comes out the same time the song comes out. Mm. It's a double dose you know it's a double dose now so you know so you know it, it has become a practice now that when you drop your song you drop your music video. right sometimes they even drop the music video and then and then the song comes out a few days later like the so audio. That's, that, you know yes yes mm.
0: right So, leading off that last question and kind of segueing into my next question about an upcoming documentary you have set to release about Afrobeat. Um, Could you kind of talk about what you intend to say with this documentary, what the experience has been like filming it, what we can expect from it, who we can, um, you know, expect to see in it?
1: Well, I started, like I said, I started yeah, I got into music while I was making a documentary on an artist called uh, K-1 The Ultimate. Mm. Guam-1, King Guasiu And I was making a documentary about him and his music when he realized that I was a lawyer. And then I did a couple of uh, uh, legal, I sorted out a couple of legal matters for him. And then he said, well, you know, I like you being around. Like, why don't you become my manager? Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lawyer, I'm not a manager. But I, I ended up, you know, taking up the, the position and I, I got into film so what I went I got into music but what I started doing or what I continued doing was I continued filming mm. even when I became his manager after we did the documentary so basically since 1999 21 years ago when I got into music I had started recording so after my stint with K1 I I started discover I started managing uh, uh, dungeon, not uh, um, LD, mm-hmm. LD the Don, with the tribesmen, and after that, the band in Jazzy, and after that, you know, up until I worked with Acon for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I've been doing all through my musical life was record. I will always have a small camcorder just recording. So my first idea was to put that story out as my story, like my story in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that story, during that story, was when Afrobeats actually You know was birthed Mm. so my story is the same has the same timeline as what we now call afrobeat now even though the name afrobeats came about like you know around 2013 2014 yeah Yeah. but from 1999 the foundation of afrobeats the, the the pattern of the beats the 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 originality and everything started around 1999 so i decided to make a story about afrobeats while telling my story from 1999. Mm. So basically, that's what it is. In terms of people who are expecting to see, I interviewed—I don't know—I think there's 112 people that I've in, interviewed wow. over the last eight months, and this is going way back to people that pioneers of Afrobeat from 1999, people that changed the game, people that raised the game. So of course, you have all—even if I didn't interview everybody. Everybody's going to be in this documentary because mm. I have tapes on everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? But in terms of people that I've recorded, I've interviewed people right from like the pioneers, DJ Jat, Obi Asika, right down to Davido, to even Rotimi, you know, Rotimi from, mm. from, 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 Power. Yeah, yeah, you know. His Yeah, Love Rhythm, his, his album is purely Afrobeat. Mm. You understand? Even though it's on the R&B charts in America, his right. album is purely Afrobeat. So I've interviewed people, I've interviewed the pioneers, LD, freestyle. Oh, if I can mention, even people that are not Afrobeats artists, but they are influencers of Afrobeat. Mm. So I'm not only talking about the, the players. I'm talking about the people who've been in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the music. I'm talking about the influence. I'm talking about the history, present, and the future of Afrobeat. So it's, it's going to be great, even though I have to say, I have to say that myself. But it's going to be great when it comes out.
0: Yeah, and just listening, listening to you talk about it, I'm getting really excited because Afrobeat oh, is yes. oh, quickly yes. taking over. And there's no denying that it will not be slowing down anytime soon. Afrobeat is um, oh, changing no, no, the game of the music no, industry.
1: Not. You mentioned you one mentioned of on Sorry to interrupt you. You mentioned Bonner mm-hmm. I mean, Boy just now. I mean, Bonner Boy just, you know, it, it was just Grammy nominated. Right. And you talked about the correlation with Afrobeats and Afrobeats mm-hmm. with the S. So in the documentary, we also discussed that. I spoke to Sean Kuti as well, who's mm-hmm. the son of uh, of, uh, of Fela Kuti. I spoke to uh, Tony Allen. Who was the drummer of fella? Who was the inventor of Afrobeat wow. without the S? Fella's music. I spoke to people in Ghana because Ghana has a strong influence in the uh, in the formation of the sound of Afrobeat. So it's really, really, you know. By the time I finish, I mean I'm editing right now. By the time I finish it, it's going to be a real a great piece of work.
0: And I know we're all looking forward to seeing this piece of work on the screen and just getting the feeling in the culture just yes. infused in us through watching your documentary. Um, So, as a Nigerian-American and as a part of the younger generation of Africans from all over the diaspora, you know, from London to the U.S. to South America, we're everywhere. Um, And Uh we're now starting to come into the space of Afrobeat, you know, producing the beats, singing the songs, displaying the art that is Afrobeat all over the world, like you said before, the people working behind the scenes. There's more people who are a part of the younger generation who um, grew up listening to the um, music that our parents listened to. Um, How do we... Um, as the younger generation, make sure that we preserve the culture and stay true to the true meaning of Afrobeat. Even with the term, like you said, Afrobeat being a fairly new term to describe the music that comes out of Africa. How do we yeah. make sure that we still stay true to what Fela wanted to do, what Kingston um, and Ade wanted to do, like what they all had in mind for Afrobeat to mean? And how do we make sure we convey that message, that culture, we give them the true definition um, to the world listening?
1: I'll tell you one thing, it's happening already. I mean, I have children, I have older children, mm-hmm. and one of my children, funny enough, her name is Felda, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she 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 was the one that actually uh, made me, started, you know, to, to get used to the word Afrobeats, because I didn't like the word before I thought, maybe it was playing on Fela's Afrobeats, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, but she was the one that actually started, you know, and, and, and I see the children as the future, the children, when I say children, I mean our children right now. I'm, I'm 51. Fella, fella is 20, 22. So, you know, they are the present and the future. They are already doing that. When I was growing up here in London, when I was 18, 19, I realized that most Nigerian or, 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 or British Nigerian children don't like to be associated with Africa because mm. they think it's kind of like, you know, Africa, Afri- you know. Mm-hmm. But now, But now, you would see that a lot of African kids are, you know, they are really, really proud to say, I'm African, I'm from Mm. Nigeria, I'm from Ghana, I'm from Senegal. So that's happening now. They are the ones that are putting the music everywhere because of, you know, the advent of social media. Yeah they share the music all the time they talk about it they go to all the concerts they post about it so the world is getting to know about Afrobeats through our children Mm -hmm. and i'm talking about the you know the teenagers and the 20 somethings and they're already doing it what you are asking me about what can we do as in your generation, mm-hmm. you are already doing it. You having this interview with me right now, you are already doing it. Mm-hmm. What your dad is doing in, 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 in Nigeria, providing, you know, uh, avenues for people to come in and record, you know, everybody is putting in their, 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 their quota. Mm-hmm. You understand the young people are putting it out there. The, the older people are you know are continuing to guide the young people right. in in putting it out there so it's already happening look around it's already happening this is the reason why people like beyonce drake Sweet beats timberland all these people are waking up to afro beats it's because of the young people that are putting it out there on social media and making sure every day you see something about Afrobeats on social media mm-hmm. every day.
0: Yeah.
1: You understand? If yeah. you if you I don't care I don't care where you live, if you have one black friend or you have one African friend, you will see something on Afrobeats on their timeline, either on Twitter or the, either on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, every day. So yeah. it's already happening what you're asking me. And I'm I can't be prouder. I can't be <laughs> prouder of the next generation that's coming up.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that afrobeats there's something coming you know it's already started um making waves making sound but it, it's just now beginning. And These are big. just vibrations. Um, there's going to be really, really big moves coming in the future. Um, I even thank you for saying yes. that um, I'm kind of helping out because I I have a passion for making sure that the world knows what Afrobeat is. And I know a lot of people my age that are a part of African diaspora and um, want to make sure that people mm. know the true meaning of Africa, you know, doesn't get gentrified. And the history. Yeah, and, and the, the history.
1: My documentary is going to deal with more, I mean, I'm doing history, present, and future, mm-hmm. but it's going to deal more on the history than the present and the future. The present, everybody knows everybody knows the Whiskey's, the Video Boy, yeah. Savage, Yemi Alladay, you know, everybody knows them now. But do you know Rough Rugged and Raw? Do you know Rugged Man? Do you know Tribesman? Do you know Two Face? Mm-hmm. Do you know? do you know blackface do you know ld do you know tony the yeah. do you know you know do you know do you know uh um uh sasha do you know all this you know all these people who are rappers because afrobeats is it's it's the combination of hip-hop and african culture mm-hmm. african music because before before the name afrobeats came about we used to with the name afro hip-hop we toy with the name afro pop with you know Afro this Afro that but afro beats every genre of music has beats right. and the african beats afro beats means Af- african beats and african beats now in the present it was taking over the world and we're very very proud
0: mm. Yeah, Afrobeat is hidden in everything, you know. Um, yes. It's hidden, in, it's even hidden in the hip-hop songs we listen to now, like the same beat of that course. you hear um, playing in the drums, in a talking drum you can even hear in a um, comedy right hip-hop you. song now. Thank you, It's everywhere, you. and people don't recognize yeah. that that's the roots of the music um, that we listen you to will, now, but...
1: You will see, you will see in my documentary mm-hmm. where I trace the beats. I trace the African beats, I trace the hip-hop beats, and I trace what has become Afro Beats. Um. I traced it way back to Lagos and Accra, which is the two places where it started. I traced it not only in Lagos, I traced it to Suruleri, to Festac, to Bariga, to everywhere that this this sound emerged from. And then of course, when it started coming to London, we were the ones that put it out on TV, put it out in clubs. Mm. We were the first to bring afrobeats artists to come perform for afro you know to for africans here you know so i'm tracing not only the history of the genre i'm tracing the history of the beat and Mm -hmm. when i say the beat i mean the drums Mm -hmm. right down to ghana right down to 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 lagos the people that used to play these beats and who they gave it to and then who refined it put it out put something more to it and you know it's going to be really interesting when you watch Mm -hmm. the documentary
0: yeah, just listening to you talk about it, I'm just so excited for it to come out and to um, get the knowledge. It's going to come out this summer. Oh, this summer? Okay, They're everyone, gonna come out
1: in the summer. make sure you guys stay Oh, yeah, keen. I'm editing right now. We should be done. We should have the first cut by probably the end of March mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a documentary. Yeah. It's a six-part documentary. Okay. It's a series. So, so, you know, we have to do a lot of uh, editing. We have to do a lot of clearing of music rights. We have to do a lot of stuff like that. So, you know, it's a musical documentary, which is a bit more a bit more consuming time yeah. consuming than just doing a regular documentary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, but by the summertime it's, it, it will come out. I can't tell you where it's going to come out yet because we're still negotiating, mm. but it's going to be every. It's going to be available everywhere in the world.
0: Wow. We're definitely excited. We'll yes. definitely be on the lookout for your documentary. Um, so I kind of yeah. have a last question that is kind of goes with the title of my show. So the title of my show is okay. called, well, this is awkward because we all find ourselves in awkward situations at some point in time. Um, maybe okay. you've had an awkward situation in the grocery store or maybe a time in the studio or maybe sometime you yes. were filming. Um, when you look back at all the moments and experiences that you've had, can you kind of tell us one awkward moment that you've had that you're like, "Wow, well, that was really awkward? <laughs> Okay,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this from something that happened to me recently when I was filming the documentary. Mm-hmm. It became awkward when I realized, and I'm gonna give you an exclusive here, that the real Afrobeat sound itself did not come from Lagos. Mm. It did not come from Nigeria, and i have to leave it until when you see the documentary to know where the real beats of Afrobeat came from. Mm. I found that really awkward. And I'll tell you also, and I'll tell you also, when I was speaking to the creator of Afrobeat without the S, which is Tony Allen, who's Fela's drummer, he told me that the name Afrobeat without the S, the original name that everybody thought Fela had coined, and or him had coined, that was somebody else that actually coined the name. Mm. And you have to wait until you watch the documentary. I found it really, really awkward <laughs> that... That, I, you know, everything that we've been talking about and we've been praising Nigeria for, or we've actually credited Nigeria for, right, was not actually Nigerian, mm-hmm. and that was really awkward.
0: I bet that was really awkward because, you know, sometimes very, very. us Nigerians can rep Nigeria so much that when we find out that we weren't actually, oh, the no, Nigerians, can, Nigerian can, yeah.
1: yeah, Nigeria can enter a room. In anywhere in the world and claim the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by claim? Yeah. Like you would, you know, anybody else that comes into the room after the Nigerian would think the Nigerians, the Nigerian, own the room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that I think, and I think that's what happened with Afrobeat as well.
0: Mm-hmm yes wow well thank you so much Mr Shania, for coming today on the podcast and talking about Afrobeat what you um, your experiences growing up with the music and getting to film and what we can expect from this documentary and even giving us this exclusive on something that we'll find very awkward within the film that realizing Afrobeat <laughs> yes. was not you know a Nigerian invention but it was not Nigerian in the first place yes but we are still very excited to see the um, the development of Afrobeat in the future and we just want to again thank you so so much for coming on the podcast today and talking to us about it
1: no problem it's my pleasure
0: all right thank you thank you huge 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 shout out goes to Mr. Ayo Shania for featuring on this week's episode and giving us a bit of insight on the world of Afrobeat and giving us also a little taste of what is to come in his documentary that will be dropping this summer Also, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We're trying to get this podcast to reach a lot of people because there's a lot of things that a lot of people would like to know. So make sure y'all go out and share this podcast. There's so much more to come and I'm super excited to drop our special, special Black History Month episode. So make sure y'all stay tuned and see y'all in the next episode. Bye!